Hey, everyone. This is Chris Ryan from The Ringer. As many of you have heard by now, we lost a treasured colleague and friend over the weekend. Jonathan Charks passed away on Saturday. John was 34. He leaves behind a wife and a son, and we are obviously mourning his loss and sending all of our love to his family right now. If you go to theringer.com slash Jonathan Charks, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-T-J-A-R-K-S, you will find a memorial page for John, which has links to his GoFundMe that benefits his family and the amazing writing he did throughout his experience. I encourage you to go there, and if you can, please support the Charks family. Briefly, I will just say that John was among the first people that we hired to work for The Ringer, so he was instrumental in defining the voice and perspective of the site. He has as much to do with what this place is as anyone else. And throughout his experience with cancer, John communicated eloquently about the challenges he was facing, both through his writing and his podcasting. You could never stop John from talking about his passions. It's one of the things I loved about him. Over the last few months, You know, whenever we would talk, whenever I would reach out to see how he was doing, I would try to keep it very John-focused. And the next thing I knew, we would be talking about James Harden or Better Call Saul. He really loved this stuff. Uh, he loved talking about it, celebrating it, debating it, illuminating it. We're going to keep putting out our pods and writing while we grieve, but we wanted to let folks know that John was in our hearts and that his family was in our thoughts. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Kirk Rolbeck. We are going through our must-add players after week one. That's right, baby. Trivia is back. Showdown time, baby. Showdown time. So here's how this works. We're going to go position by position, and we're going to give out our top pick from the waiver wire for this week at that position. Top running backs, receivers, tight ends, all that jazz. Quarterbacks, streaming defenses, everything. No kickers. We can't help you. Just, you know, look to God. But we're going to do it like waivers, where if all three of us have the same pick, well, only one of us gets them. Tough luck. So mm. we're going to do a little trivia tiebreaker. We'll see who gets them. And then we're going to give our picks. So we're trying to mimic your waivers process so that, you know, if you don't get your top guy, your second, third, at each position, it's not that complicated. You'll, you'll get it, I promise. And it's fun. It's a fun bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very fun bit. Before that, however, not so fun. Dallas Cowboys 
Uh, aside from getting just rocked by the Buccaneers on Sunday night, adding injury to insult, end of the game, Dak Prescott hurts his right hand, his throwing hand, and he's going to have surgery on his right thumb. He's going to miss six to eight weeks. Probably going to go on injured reserve. A lot of questions here. I mean, you know, what are the Cowboys going to have to Cooper Rush a quarterback to the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? A lot. We'll find out in the next few days. We'll get to like replacing Dak in your lineup if you have him at quarterback in a moment. But for right now, I just want to start with the other Cowboys affected by this. Let's just say they keep Cooper Rush. DK, how much does this crater the stock of like CeeDee Lamb receivers, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard? If you have those dudes, what do you do right now? Well, despair. I don't know. What, what like, Fetal what's the best thing to do? Yeah. Nihilism? Like, cry a little. Um, remember that none of this matters and we'll all soon be dust. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough situation for the, the Cowboys because the main draw and like one of the big reasons we loved all those guys is that this is a good offense that runs a lot of plays, scores a lot of points, scored the most points in the NFL last year. Yeah. And with Dak Prescott out for like the lion's share, really, of the fantasy regular season, like eight, six to eight weeks. Let's just say it's eight weeks. That's eight out of 13 or 14 regular season. November. Weeks. That's, that's your Thanksgiving plan coming tough. up when he's back. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, you know, they did not look good even with Dak. There's a lot of question marks about their offensive line. There's a, quite, a lot of question marks about their receiving core. I actually, will take that back. There's no question marks left because we got all the answers. They're terrible. <laughs> right. You could spin the you could spin zone this though if you're Ceedee Lamb and his agent because you could say now he has another year to yeah. excuse his mediocre play. That's what I'm going to do, Craig. That's I'm a spin, good I'm take. Spinning this, yeah. That's yeah. actually a good take. If you have Ceedee Lamb, you you're, if you drafted him, you're out of this. Actually, Ceedee Lamb might suck, but it was the Dak injury. There's nothing you can do about it. So if totally. anything, this is actually a positive. I just Absolutely. think it's so interesting that they have not really done anything at the backup quarterback position, like. Is Cooper Rush really the best that they could do? Can they w- Gardner Minshew? Let's yeah, send the bat signal Trade out for there. Well, no, that would never happen. Why? He's oh, on the Eagles. It's the division rivalry. But still, the, think, there's people out there you could get. Josh Johnson, baby, he's getting signed. I don't know. He might be on another team already. But. Obviously, Jimmy with the Niners is the number one thing. I think that Trey Lance looking terrible in a monsoon. They're not it's, giving up Jimmy now. No, they're not. It's too. It, it's like <laughs> we're holding on to Jimmy. We're just like as ah, a rainstorm and. If he's terrible next week, we'll just have our existential You can have Mason then. Rudolph, Dallas, if you'd like him. Oh, my God. I, I will. Uh, they might. You know? <laughs> sixth rounder. The realist argument, I feel like, for Jimmy G is that I, I, I'm increasingly getting to the point where I do actually wonder if Jerry Jones and the Joneses look at the Cowboys being the most watched television team and winning a Super Bowl are, like, equally important prizes in their eyes. And that's sometimes, <laughs> like, I will say, Jimmy and Dallas is, like, box office. See, and I'm like, that might draw them in more than I do. I don't think it's going to happen, though. So I think it's going to be Cooper Rush. Probably terrible for everybody involved. And this is now really, if anything, an offense that you actually want to stream defenses against, honestly, over the next yeah. few weeks more than anything. If you do have Dak, though, you have to replace him. Uh, we won't do a trivia showdown time for this, but let's go through a few. Who are the quarterbacks that you guys are looking to? Obviously, if like Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr or whoever's out there, you would take them. But assuming that those guys are gone, can we all agree that Jameis Winston, is he like the top option maybe that you would want? If the, if, if available, yeah. I mean, I think the ownership or whatever on different platforms was a little bit wonky. But if he is available, I think he's definitely out there. The guy from last night that I will, I, I don't understand the question and I refuse to answer it, Carson Wentz. Yep. I think he's out there. He's playing Detroit this week too. Um, so there's like the next two months and then there's like this week. I actually think if... You know, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, 
I actually still like Trevor Lawrence, even though, you know, they didn't have the ball a lot, but I think they'll have the ball more. But the guy that I would love if it wasn't such a bad matchup this week, Marcus Mariota. Mm, yeah, I put him too. Had, I think he had the second most rush attempts of any quarterback, but they're playing the Rams this week. So I would not want to play Mariota this week, but after that, it's like they get Seattle and then Cleveland. I, we're recording this on Monday, so we don't know how the Seahawks looks, but like that would be great if you could f- find a stopgap. Uh, but yeah, Wentz is brutal because the only thing worse than not picking up Wentz and him having a solid season would be getting fooled by Wentz having a good week one and then picking him up and him sucking for you. You know, like whack-a-mole. I mean, dare I say Daniel Jones, <laughs> if you're desperate, he, they run yeah. a lot. Yeah. He was getting run a lot. They did naked bootlegs. They were not afraid to get Daniel Jones, like, tackled. No, he, he's he, it's every a win-win. Every time he gets tackled, I'm like, oh, he just... He, just he falls is, down like a stack of doorknobs every time he gets tackled. But <laughs> it's looks, a win-win for the it Giants. Looks it's extremely like extremely painful. It's we run him a lot and the offense succeeds because he's a decent runner and it's creative play calling, or he gets injured and we go two and fifteen and then we get the first pick in the draft. <laughs> All right. So since it's kind of hard to for to look at a specific person's waiver wire, Trevor Lawrence or Jameis Winston, both available. Someone is stack. Which are you taking? Trevor Lawrence. Mm, probably Winston. Jags are playing the Colts this week. Meanwhile, the Saints are playing the Buccaneers. Okay, Trevor. Uh, yeah. Yep. Jameis or Wentz? Wentz and Washington are playing the Lions. Jameis playing the Bucks. I mean, Wentz this week? Playing. Wentz, yeah. Yeah. Stream okay. Wentz. Yeah. All right. We hope that helps you. And then honestly, I think Mariota could be really good. Like, not really good. So I'd like to take that back. He'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. But he's the don't watch him play this guy this year. He's the Mitchell Trubisky. Don't watch him. Just let him get I don't know. 18 points. He's kind of fun to watch, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. He like run, He's actually way faster than I remember, too. He, he doesn't seem like in constant, you know, he doesn't have like a constant threat of just like falling down like Carson Wentz does or something like that. You can watch him play. Trubisky just always looked confused, didn't he? Trubisky is like if Ben Roethlisberger was bad. Like he plays the same way. He's just not good. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't add Trubisky, but I do think Mariota with the running can be really good. Okay, so there's your little plan for Dak if you need to replace him. Let's get to running back. Obviously, this is like, this is, let's be like, this is kind of where you win championships. Like, you know what I mean? For all the cool, it's nice to draft a guy in the first round. Getting Justin Jackson last year and just getting 30 points in week 15, like that's how you win. And honestly, once again, kind of fertile ground this week one, just there's like, like a lot. last year. Like there yeah. is a lot of available guys. <laughs> and this is why we say like the RB2 position on your fantasy roster is not super important because you can fill that in during the season. Mm-hmm. So to remind people how this works, we're going to go through all our running backs and we're going to give our top pick. And if we have the same guy, we're going to fight over him with trivia. However, we're, we're going like 40-ish percent on ESPN Yahoo. We're trying to like figure out a good middle ground of like people in shallow leagues, deep leagues. So before we do this, we're going to agree on if these guys are available, forget everyone after this, pick these guys up. Number one, Daryl Henderson, who is available in like only a third of Yahoo leagues, but like half of ESPN leagues. If Daryl Henderson is available, we all agree, right? Pick up Daryl Henderson. Like no question. Yes. Yeah. He's the we starter. We have to explain. He played 82% of snaps on week one. Just go figure that out. He basically, only the only guy had more snaps for his team was Saquon and then Daryl Henderson. Pick him up. Two, James Robinson for the Jaguars. If he's out there, maybe people thought his Achilles injury. He was like a 1A option for Jacksonville. Go get James Robinson, right? Same page? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then number three, he's out of this uh, flow first, but Jamal Williams for the Lions. He had two touchdowns. So, you know, it's maybe not super reliable. He's getting all their red zone work, which is huge, obviously. Yeah, DeAndre Swift looks really good, but 
Williams is still involved. He's getting early down work and he's locked in as sort of like they're inside the five-yard line guy. So those guys are not in this exercise and we would probably take those three guys ahead of anyone we're about to say. But with those said, your waiver wire, those guys are probably gone. So with that said, DK, who is your number one running back waiver wire target after week one? <sighs> this one was tough, but I'm going with Jeff Wilson of the 49ers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of predictable, um, but Elijah Mitchell suffered a knee injury in week one. It sounds, and as we speak, literally as we we're on the pod, Adam Schefter tweeted that he's expected to miss about two months, about eight weeks with a knee injury. So Jeff Wilson becomes, I think, the de facto 49ers starter. Um, they're going to likely use a bit of a rotation here, but obviously this is a team that could have a very good run game, like to run the ball a lot. Jeff Wilson's very experienced in the scheme. Uh, Shanahan seems to really like him. And I guess he's just the next man up, you know? I think this is, he's, he has the best bet of having a lot of volume in this offense. It's only tradition that a Niners running back gets hurt in week one and then a new one supplants him to become fantasy relevant for the rest of the season. And there's nobody, I mean, the Niners, the other players, they cut Trey Sermon and they have an undrafted free agent and they have their rookie, Tyrion Davis-Price, and then Jeff Wilson, who when Eli Mitchell went down this week, I mean, Wilson played a ton. He played 29 of the 38 snaps in the second half. Um, it was him and it was Kyle Juszczyk, and I think that's what it will be. I'm sure they'll mix in Tyrion Davis-Price, but, I mean, Wilson has 20-touch potential. Yeah, exactly. That the, Craig just said is key. Obviously, like, first of all, Debo Samuel's going to take carries from him in the red zone. That'll be annoying. Trey Lance might take carries from him in the red zone. That'll be annoying. But overall, starting running back for the Niners. And, like, obviously, Shannon always going to be, like, there's always a chance that another random running back supplants him. Jeff Wilson himself has had a lot of injuries. Every week, though, that Jeff Wilson's healthy, you can play him in the flex. And right. he, Shanahan, has long trusted Jeff Wilson as a goal linebacker. Like, so, obviously, Debo could supplant him there for spots. But if we, not flexible, but flexible, like a guy you need to throw in your flex, Jeff Wilson is every week that he's a starter. And they're playing Seattle next week. There you go. All right, so here's my number one pick, too. So they're perfect. A three-way Three-way? All oh, right. Here Triple showdown. Craig, you got to do it. That's right. This is our first. This yeah, is our the first, first one of the year of the season. And I'm, you know what? I couldn't be more thrilled that it's for Jeff Wilson. We touted him all off season. <laughs> I'm honored. It is the Jeff Wilson Jr. People forget that <laughs> showdown time. <laughs> God, I uh, if it gets me every time. Do you think there's people who are listening for the first year and they're like, what? What is this show? <laughs> I'd be stunned if there weren't. Well, on that note, do we want to be like, do we want to do a football trivia question and then let the new listeners realize we're weird later? You want to do a weird one? Weird Weird. one. All right. I will say this. I, we got a lot. So emails at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com if you want to send us a trivia question. Put the answer in white text, put trivia in the subject line. And I will say this. We need like a number of some kind. It needs to be, we can be wrong, but like in order. So just make sure it's like a year, a date, or whatever, or like geography. It can't be like, what color was the building, blah, 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 because no one can get second if they guess the color wrong or third. Exactly. You know I mean? It can even, it can creative. It could be geography. It could be like, where is this? And if we're wrong, we can like Google map the miles. But like, it yes, needs to be yeah. like, so, like objective in how wrong we are. So with that said, got, got a lot, dozens and dozens of emails I sifted through and I read this one and I was like, I wish they were all like this. There are literally dozens of emails. There are dozens of us, as Tobias Funke would say. <laughs> there are literally dozens. The rest of them, man, every time. This is from Mike in Chicago. Mike. Mike writes, simple question. How long was a billion seconds ago? Holy shit. How long ago was a How billion seconds? How long ago? 
was a billion seconds. Ago. Are we going to guess in years? I, we should yeah. give a year. Okay. Oh, a year. Not not how many years ago. I'm going to guess how many years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. It's the same. That's how I'm doing. Well, just so people can understand it in the same. Uh, like I got to think about this. Uh, billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try. Do we have to do the math in my head? Wait, is it? What is it? A billion seconds? How, a billion like seconds 60 ago. seconds to a minute. There's how many minutes in a day? Yeah. How, how many? How, how long is a billion seconds? I don't think so we I'm can think, think too long. Yeah. Okay. I'll give my answer. A thousand years. I'm going to say oh, more. Wow. I'm going to say more. Oh, yeah. Boy, I thought I was way over. Okay. No, I'm going to say 10,000 years ago. Holy cow. Oh my God. I was going to say I think we're both years. way over. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 100 years. Let's do it. I think 10,000? We yeah. always underestimate how small or how big a billion is. Yeah. Yeah. The human mind's not capable of, of fiction. But no, a billion. Okay. Let me see. All right. So the answer is. 31 years ago. Damn it. <laughs> that totally makes sense because there's like 80,000 seconds in a day. I knew I was way over. Whatever. Shit. Shoot for the stars. I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson TikTok the other day and he was talking about a billion dollar bills. Oh no. Ow, this is what screwed me up. I thought he was talking about one billion dollar bills. He was talking about Jeff Bezos' net worth, which is obviously way more than a billion. <laughs> but he was talking about if you took all the, sing- like if you, if you got his entire net worth and had it in single dollar bills, you could like, Go to the moon and back. You could like go around the world a million times with dollar bills. It was like all these ridiculous numbers. So that's why I, sh- I shot really high. Well, you know why I got that right? You know that you ever heard that saying where it's like, hey, you get 84,500 gifts every day. It's every second of every day that you're alive. And I was like, I just, so I just know how many seconds are in a day. You ever no, heard I that? generally try to stay off Instagram. Human beings aren't like designed or they should have no concept of what a billion is. Like we j- there's just, why would we know what a billion is? Well, I get Jeff Wilson, that's why. So here, give me a concept for your second <laughs> waiver claim. Or yeah, DK, you were second. Yeah. So you get the, the second pick. I shouldn't even get third. I should get like fifth. I was Yeah, so you off. really should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick like two or three because I got, I got running back problems. Uh, I'm going with Jalen Warren for the Steelers, who is the backup Steelers running back. Najee Harris has a foot injury as of right now, which is Monday morning or Monday afternoon. We don't really know the extent of the foot injury that he had or ankle injury. It's not exactly clear what he injured. Um, but it sounds like we're not quite out of the woods in terms of how severe it is. It could be a couple of games, could be a little bit longer. There was, I, I think Ian Rappaport mentioned it may be related to his uh, list rank injury from earlier. And obviously, if it's a major list rank injury, that could be the entire season. Um, there is There is indications that it's not a super serious injury. But if I'm going for a short-term option that I think I can start next week, and get a lot of volume, Jalen Warren is my guy. So I'm going with that. Yeah, Jalen Warren got every snap that Najee Harris did not get before he got hurt. And that was only three carries for 70 yards, but ridiculous. Like, but regardless, uh, yeah, this is... I, I don't think Jalen Warren has, like, the upside. It's like James Conner replacing Le'Veon Bell. Like, this is a bad offensive line on possibly just a terrible offense, but it's a huge opportunity every game that Najee's gone. Yeah, and since I get two... Um, because Craig was so ridiculously far off. I mean, let's be clear. I, D- DK was also incredibly off but because of my... <laughs> but you were an guess. order of magnitude off his order of magnitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Rex Burkhead for the Texans, who, surprise, it's not actually Damian Pierce is the starter of the Texans, guys. Sorry. Hate to break it to you. Uh, it was Rex Burkhead who played 71% of snaps he had a 19% target rate, so he's getting all the passing game work for the running backs. 
He had five catches for 30 yards, uh, 14 carries for 40 yards. Uh, he played every snap in the two-minute drill and all but one third down for this last for this first game. So he got like all the important work in this offense. And I don't honestly think it's going to be like a long-term thing. This is if you have if you have to fill a role for the next two or three weeks, maybe. Because I do think at, at some point, Damian Pierce will probably overtake him, but it's just not happening quite yet. It's not happening as soon as we wanted it to. So he's, I think, rostered in about 13% of Yahoo leagues, and so he's out there. You can, you can plug him in as a flex. I think that's a key point. There's always the difference between what you need, if you need someone to play for you like this week, versus like, I just want to pick up a high upside guy. If you don't want to, if you don't need to play this person now, I would not pick up Rex Burkhead. But mm-hmm. he's like going to be the running yes. back version of the Mendoza line. Of like, you can totally play him and it's like disgusting. And it's not like you're going to thrive, but you'll survive. Right. But to be clear, this show, like when we do this exercise, it's it's generally uh, like aimed at guys you need for this coming week, not for the long term. So with that said, Craig, now that... God. You know, I guess... Just to be clear, I, you picked... It, the answer ended up being in the 90s and you picked like ancient Egypt for how long a billion seconds ago. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> I'm the first guy to get a trivia question wrong. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> so it was hard to be more wrong. <laughs> I feel like I get the most shit for this, so I just want to give it back. You do. Yeah, we could go back into the archive and pull out all of our flubs. Uh, I would just say, <laughs> if I, I guess if I need like seven points next week, I'm going to pick up Zach Moss, uh, the Bills running back. Ooh. He's still he's still pretty involved. He like actually out-touched Singletary, I think. Um, James Cook fumbled the rookie. Who knows how involved he's going to be. Listen, it's not a sexy upside pick, but like James, Zach Moss will probably get seven, eight, nine carries. He actually like showed pretty good hands. He caught like an impressive like 20-yard pass uh, in that game against the Rams. So I, I'll go with Zach Moss. He's, he's fine. Zach Moss is the goal line back for the Bills. Like, I mean, Josh Allen maybe is, but Zach Moss is the, that guy. So that's a solid mm. one. Yeah. If you don't need someone to like play running back for you like this week, but you're like, I want to add high upside depth, Depth, not death. That was dark. But Khalil Herbert for the Bears just was better than David Montgomery. I would have Montgomery. said him, but he's he was above the threshold. He was 41% rostered in Yahoo, but yes. All right, 40-ish. The point is, if he's out there, like Khalil Herbert is worth adding, like if you want to wait, because a month from now, you know, David Montgomery drafted by a previous regime, like he might be at, you know, might not be a bear next year. Like they might want to see Khalil Herbert. He might just be better. Um, Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. He's got pass catching. He's like, they like him at the goal line. He can kind of do everything. You know, Miles Sanders has a tendency to like rack up injuries as they go. And then Rashad White for the Bucks is more of a stash. Uh, you're never going to play him if Fournette's healthy. But if anything happens to Lenny, Rashad White would be like a top 15 guy probably. Yeah, he was He was the clear cut. He was another guy that I was going to say, but he's he's definitely like a stash. Put him on your roster and just, you know, see see what happens kind of deal. He, last week, sorry, on Sunday, he was like the clear-cut backup. I think uh, Gio Bernard got zero snaps, and the other guy, Keyshawn Vaughn, was a healthy scratch. So he is the clear-cut backup. If Lenny ever went down, Shad White would be, I think, the starter. Um, and I think it should be noted that Schefter, Adam Schefter, on ESPN's like pregame fantasy show, uh, said yesterday that he that is his big sleeper for the season. He's like, don't expect anything big in week one. But as the year goes on, I think this guy is going to get his role. He's going to get a bigger and bigger role. It's going to be a big part of the passing game. He's a really good pass catcher. Um, so, I mean, going on what I think is very clearly Intel, Schefter had Rashad White as like his big sleeper. Do you think if Schefter was in a fantasy draft and he was in like the ninth round, 
and he just got a text saying that Leonard Fournette tore his ACL, and this is in like August. And Schefter has the, the, the option to either tweet that out and get, you know, do his job, or he can draft Rashad White before he tweeted it out and just and like let Ian Rappaport scoop him, but so he can get Rashad White <laughs> on his fantasy team. Yeah. Do you think he would do that? Is, is he more focused on fantasy or the integrity of his job? I've heard that he's very into fantasy. Like yeah. he's obsessed with fantasy. And I've, in fact, I told uh, what he said to Mina, and Mina said that Schefter took uh, Rashad White in their league. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm connecting dots here. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets scoops, then drafts, then releases the scoop. This is what happens, man. I'm telling you. By the way, it, the guy that he was all over uh, before the game started this week was Kyron Williams for the Rams, who he was like talking up as a guy who's going to get all this passing down work. Kyron Williams had a high ankle sprain in week one. And so he's like, obviously, that's not going to happen. But like, after after the fact, now that we saw what happened with Akers, I'm like, oh shit, like he actually probably knew what was going to happen here and that Kyron Williams is going to be a bigger part of this offense. It's not going to happen now because the high ankle sprain, but... Can you imagine Adam Schefter sending you his trade request in your fantasy football league? This is yeah, what I'm like, saying. What do you know? <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, other, other running backs, if you need someone for this week and you're like down bad, desperate, you can probably squeeze another week. Kenyon Drake for the Ravens. Mike Davis just over the weekend, just Kenyon Drake took him over. You could do that for like maybe one more week. I mean, that's really desperate. If you want to stash, if you have an IR spot, Brian Robinson, the Washington running back, it does seem like he'll come back in October. So if you could put Brian Robinson in an injured reserve spot, you could throw him there. And if you're in a super, super, super deep league, you could do Dontrell Hilliard as a stash for the Titans since it seems like he'd take over for Derrick Henry. Or Damian Williams for the Falcons, who's hurt, but like might when he come back actually have a bigger role. But like those are much deeper, deeper leagues. Uh, any other running? We just had a lot of guys. Yeah, those are the main ones. So I, I had in my order Jeff Wilson, Jalen Warren, Burkhead, Rashad White. And then G- Gainwell was on my list as well. I agree with that. And I would also Khalil Herbert. And then again, if Daryl Henderson's there, go get Daryl Henderson by like any means. And James Robinson or those guys. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Receiver. DK. Yo. Who's your number one receiver? Waiver wire pickup of week one. I hemmed and hawed between the two Washington guys, but I'm going to land on... Curtis Samuel, I guess, over Jahan Dotson. You guys can fight over Jahan Dotson. I guess I'll take Curtis Samuel. The only I, reason I also put Curtis Samuel. Okay, here's here's the reason. Here's my reasoning why I had it over to, uh, Jahan Dotson is volume in in week one. Curtis Samuel got eleven targets and four carries, so fifteen opportunities like to touch the football. He ran thirty six routes on fifty five snaps. Um, you know, he was very highly involved in this offense. He's on a he's on the second year of a three year thirty four million dollar deal with twenty three million guarantees. So he was he was paid like Washington paid him. Um, he missed almost all of twenty twenty one with a groin injury. But again, going back to twenty twenty, he was a he was the wide receiver twenty five in half PPR. So again, it was like a a borderline wide receiver two. Um, and then the year before that, he had one hundred and five targets. Like he's he's done this before. He's not like coming out of nowhere. I like Dotson a lot. And he was the other guy that I had at the top of my list, but like five targets 
makes me a little nervous that this is going to be like a boomer bust type thing with Dotson for a little while. I think Dotson has elite potential down the line. But well, yeah, and you wonder if like the loss of Brian Robinson helped uh, Curtis Samuel kind of get carries out of the backfield, and if you know they they didn't really not they didn't trust Antonio Gibson, but they, they needed somebody to kind of fill in for that secondary role, and that's what Curtis is doing. Yeah, and I think I would say Curtis Samuel, especially in half PPR and PPR, because he's getting some of the like he's just getting peppered with targets over like the middle, and and they're manufacturing touches for him. So um, he would be my number one target on the waiver wire this week. Hi, Vitz, you didn't have him. I did, and I felt really weird about it because I love Jahan Dotson, and I feel like he's been fantastic, and it was really awesome to see him with the two touchdowns. But if you're like, oh, I have to start one of these guys this week, it's like banking on those two jump ball touchdowns to happen again. 11 targets is, is insane. Like, just, just, I mean, if you can get seven or eight in the next week, like, that's still just really solid. The carries, I mean, someone at Fantasy Pros called Curtis Samuel the dollar store Debo Samuel. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. getting 11 targets and four carries. Like, it's hard to argue with if you're down bad in a pinch like that's you really don't ever find that on waivers so yeah we could wow we could fight over curtis samuel right now wow all right mm, another triple showdown another triple showdown time for curtis samuel it is the curtis samuel i like i think we should call him <laughs> kurt by the way it is the kurt samuel <laughs> showdown time <laughs> kurt i feel like that changes everything there's no oh, there's no kurt. popular kurtz right now in the nfl we need one <laughs> kurt samuel well, does Kirk Cousins count if we call him the wrong name? I mean, yeah, it is Washington. All right, so I want to shout out Seth, who sent us like Seth. 30 trivia questions, and he did oh, it wow. in a spreadsheet that was like really well laid out. Oh, shit. Helpful. Look at you. Seth. Is Seth, Seth. you said? Seth. Shout out Appreciate Seth. It. Appreciate read it. Read a fucking book, Seth. It sounds like you did. Sounds like you read a lot of books. All right. I, lo- <laughs> I love learned. this one. I was going through all of them, and he had some good questions in here, Seth did, but this was my favorite. How many three-pointers did Ben Simmons make as his Philadelphia 76er? Oh, fuck. I, 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 I think I, I mean, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Let's just guess. First let's, thing. let's throw out our, let's throw, like, I'll count down to three and throw out our guesses and then we'll talk. How many process. threes did Ben Simmons make as a sixer? Yes, as a sixer. How many three-pointers did Ben Simmons make as a 76er? Sure, all, right. all right, three, two, one. Two? Five. five. Yeah, I said five. Oh, did you get it both said five? Okay. I'll set four. <laughs> four? I, I, I mean, all right. So we're all sick. Part of me was like, was it one? Part of me was like, did he hit one? I think I, I think he did hit. I remember it was a big deal. He hit a corner. It three. was. The answer is. Oh, it's five. Oh, what the shit. fuck? I shouldn't have relented off of five so easily. Oh, no my one. God. I would have backed off it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> that was a tough one. I mean, we all knew it was like below 10. It was a bit of a leading. <laughs> question because oh my god so uh, the other day I was with my friends and someone asked me why who is that basketball player getting booed at the US Open and they're like why do people hate him I was like oh my god how, Where, do you, how much that? time do you have okay so I get Curtis Samuel DK you get the second pick here again I'm going with Dotson because I do like the upside I do I think as the year goes on he's going to um, continue to develop and again he going back to the preseason train camp Every report we saw out of training camp was that he had really great rapport. He had like the best rapport, even better than Terry McLaurin um, with Carson Wentz. And so I think we have to temper our expectations a little bit week in and week out. Again, he only had five catches, three. So he had three catches and two touchdowns. Like that's not going to happen every week. Um, And they're not going to play the Jags every week, by the way. But I do think, I wish they would. Well, they play Um, the Lions this week. (laughs) Well, that's good. 
but again, he was the 16th overall pick, first round pick, you know, very athletic, maybe the best hands in, well, definitely the best hands in the draft. Like he's probably up there in terms of the best hands of receivers in the NFL at this point. He's that, he has that good of hands. Um, and so I think he's just getting started. I think as the year goes on, if you want to kind of like have a guy on your bench that could have a really good like second half of the season, John Dotson's the guy. I'm long on J Dot. That's not calling <laughs> J Dot. Uh, also, Curtis Samuel's going to get hurt, and he's just going to see even more volume. He's just very good. I just, I'm, I'm just <laughs> we all just pick Curtis Samuel. He's just good. Well, for next week, it's Curtis Samuel. For the season, I'd rather have Jahan Dotson. J Dot. Yeah. Are we saying Jahan or Jahan? We keep going back I, and forth. J Dot. It's J dot now. <laughs> That's why. Here, I'm going to look it up as as we're talking. How you actually pronounce it? So the I'm surprised, Craig. You have to go third here, and I'm surprised that this guy hasn't gotten picked. I'm taking Josh Palmer. Yes, for the Chargers because yes, Keenan Allen Chargers. has that hamstring injury. We don't know how severe it is. Again, it's Monday afternoon. We don't know timing, but the Chargers are playing the Chiefs on Thursday night. He's not going to play. I, I mean, I, that would be I, stunning. I would be very surprised. Um. So Josh Palmer filled in for Keenan Allen and then DeAndre Carter filled in for the Josh Palmer role and was in three wide receiver sets for the Chargers and actually outperformed Josh Palmer. DeAndre Carter had a touchdown. Um, but I still think, you know, I'm going to bet on like the rapport, the history, the draft capital, everything of Josh Palmer. They're playing the Chiefs this week, like Heifetz said. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is going to be the highest total of the week. I guarantee it. And I, I want the volume. I want Herbert's arm. Josh Palmer's yes. the best deep threat on the team. Um, Mike Williams, you know, had a really down week. So I think Josh Palmer is a very suitable dart throw this week in your flex spot if you need them. It's Jahan, by the way. Okay. Jahan. So I'm, I'm three for three so far in this episode. <laughs> Not as bad as ancient Egypt. So I think that... I feel like so, J-Dot's really a win, though. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I like it, it. Uh, that's, that's a good advancement. So we got Curtis Samuel for Washington, Jahan Dotson for Kurt. Washington, J-Dot. And then we got Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Samuel, J-Dot. <laughs> Kurt Sam. It's like Kurt Sam, game. Sam Kurt, Josh Palm. People nah. need to like search these names. We should probably use the ones, right? Um, like, Josh like, Palm. I don't know if that works. In your New York accent, you go Palm. Palm. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Palm. <laughs> we should call him, you should call him Chicken Palm. <laughs> it would really help my podcasting if I like could speak English like well. That would be really good. It's all relative. Did you got who, if these three guys were gone, or what you won this week, and these guys, you know, you have like the last waiver order, or whatever. I'm curious. DJ Shark for the Lions was second on the team targets, catches yards, mm-hmm. and then there's also Robbie Anderson yeah. led Carolina in targets. Yep. I feel like this happens every year with Robbie Anderson. He he was the guy I think last year that we or last week or sorry yesterday that we were talking about how it's like the guy you don't want to admit is good at fantasy. I I yeah. but he's also sometimes just really not good. Going back two years. Um, in 2019. So wait, no, three years. No, it was 2020. He was the tw- wide receiver. No wonder you couldn't do a billion seconds. Ten thousand years ago, I've lost all sense of time and space, guys. Um, it was about a million seconds ago, Got and it. he was the wide receiver 24. So like he's he has done it. He's another guy that has done it before. Um, I still don't trust him really, but like he's he definitely I think is worth looking at at the waiver wire. He had five catches. 102 yards and a touchdown. Granted, he did score on a 75-yard touchdown and the Panthers only threw the ball 27 times. So I don't know exactly how repeatable it is, um, but this is a guy that has in the past done it. And the, the nice part is the Panthers really concentrated like their passing game through Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, 
and uh, McCaffrey. Who else was out there? Ian Thomas. <laughs> I, I hope that's yeah, Ian not. Thomas is freaking there. I think, yeah, Robbie Anderson is interesting. I guess, again, within the framework of like this week or season long, this week, Flor- uh, Sterling Shepard for the Giants. I mean, right now, he's just the number one guy for the Giants. Galladay just looks bad. Kadarius Tony's like subbing in. Wondell Robinson, the rookie, got hurt. I, I mean, Sterling Shepard just, you know, he coming up from Achilles, didn't think he'd have juice, but like after Saquon, like he just is fine. He's probably going to get a lot of targets to the Giants. Like he's serviceable. Upside-wise, Craig's said it a lot this month. Zay Jones, we were wondering if he would be number two in Jacksonville. He is number two in Jacksonville. It's probably, I mean, Christian Kirk got a career high on targets. I think the Jaguars passing offense will look a lot better when they have the ball more. There were just some weird circumstances in that game to them not having a lot of time at possession. The Jaguars will probably have more of that going forward. And Zay Jones just, a serviceable back end like option yeah. when you're in a pinch. He played 59 snaps, second most on the team, 42 routes, was tied for most with Christian Kirk. Nine targets tied for most with Christian Kirk. They gave this guy $24 million over three years. Um, also, can I shout out, I feel like we haven't mentioned the guy who literally got more targets than any other person we've mentioned. Is Donovan Peoples-Jones at 11 yes. targets. Yes. He was like the number one on this team, essentially. He led this team in routes run, targets, catches, and yards. Yes. He had six catches for 60 yards. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't want to do... He's also 23 I, I, years old, Donovan Peoples-Jones. If you did a season-long guy, shouldn't it be him? Well, I think it's... So, like, Amari Cooper is clearly going to be the number one, I think, in this offense. And there was a couple plays where Cooper had chances to make big plays and, and Brissett just missed him or whatever. Um, and so I don't know if this is repeatable. Again, this is, like, we're trying to look forward and, and figure out, like, what's going to happen in the future. The nice part about Donovan Peoples-Jones is the utilization was there, the routes run, the targets. You know, he's going to be on the field in two receiver sets. Um, well, but to break the mold of this, like right now, we're kind of trying to be like, if you need to pinch someone at a pinch for this week, but if you don't necessarily need to plug one of these guys in, and you're like, I want to bet one of these guys just actually, actually makes a huge difference over the course of my season. Donovan Peoples-Jones was an insane athlete at Michigan and just has just not been able to do anything consistently at the NFL level. It blows my mind. He's 23. Like, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is actually able to, like, level up his game as Amari Cooper is just kind of declining enough that the Cowboys freaking, you know, basically cut him. I know they traded him for, like, a six-round pick, but they say, they basically were like, we'd rather have our $15 million back than have Amari Cooper. I feel like that's the guy that you kind of want to bank on, even in this Browns offense with Jacoby Brissett being kind of pathetic. I feel like he's the highest upside here after, like, maybe Curtis Samuel or Josh Palmer, right? Or Dotson? Well, I want to throw out one more. This is a sleeper pick. Garrett Wilson of the Jets. I also could say Corey Davis of the De- of the Jets, who had, let's see, he had six catches for 77 yards. Um, Garrett Wilson quietly out-targeted Elijah Moore, which is confounding a little bit because I love Elijah Moore. But he had eight targets in this game. He played 41 snaps, which was third most among the receivers. And I'm getting these uh, numbers, by the way, from PFF. PFF does a great job of tracking like utilization. Garrett Wilson also looked incredible. He had a couple moves where he just made like four Ravens miss. He only he got did. like six yards, but he made four people miss. He's in the Jahan Dotson um, category to me as like a second half explosion candidate type player. Um, because he, look, he was, I think he was the first, no, he was the second receiver pick behind Drake London. Um, he was 10th overall, I want to say. And he was my top-ranked receiver going into the draft. Like, I love this guy. I think he's really talented. He has a really dynamic skill set. Obviously, don't love the offense he's in. Um, but the fact that he got so many... He played so many routes. He played so many snaps. 
ran so many routes, had so many targets is very encouraging to me for, I guess, like his long term. I would not plug him into my lineup next week, but he is a good stash in my opinion. If you gun to your head, you have to take a Packers receiver. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. Probably Watson, because I think he's playing more. He's going to play more. Um, Christian Watson, we'd be having a different conversation if he had caught that 75 Oh, my God. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) I I would take Watson. I think they, I think, obviously, they traded up for him in the second round. He's an elite, elite athlete. There is a lack of playmakers. There's a lack of playmakers in this offense at receiver. So I think he has the opportunity here. And, um, I think he's going to play more. I, I do like Dobbs, but uh, I think they, they want Christian Watson to be a thing. And, and obviously, we'd be having a totally, totally different discussion. We'd be talking about how great he looked if he hadn't dropped that 75-yard touchdown. There's one of these every year. We, we got an email asking us, what are the sliding doors moments? You know, Clyde, what if Clyde punches in the first goal line carry he got instead of going over yes. six and then getting yes. like five goal line carries the next three seasons? DeAndre Swift dropping the game-winning touchdown in his first game as a rookie. It's like Christian Watson either catches a 75-yard touchdown in his first drive or just drops it and is that, you know, defines the very early portion of his career. He was second on the team in snaps and first in, at receiver in uh, routes run. So, like, they, he, they made him a big part of their game plan. Um, I think that's going to continue to be the case. And that is after having missed most of training camp in, in the last couple of weeks of practice. So I think that's all, that's all like a good sign that he's going to be a big part of this offense. So he's a definitely another good sleeper. Okay, so Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dot, J. Dot for Washington. DJ Chark for the Lions. Josh Palmer for the Chargers. Uh, Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Robbie Anderson for the Panthers. Zay Jones for the Jaguars. You know, Christian Watson, you know, maybe, you know, hold on to it. Garrett Wilson for the Jets. More like stashes. Hold on to them. Kyle Phillips for the Titans. Maybe. Kyle Phillips for the Titans. And then also we skip this. Ahead of all these guys, if these guys are, for whatever reason, available in your league, Julio Jones for the Bucks. If for whatever reason Julio Jones is out there, man, uh, next-gen stats tracks speed, and Julio Jones has fastest speed in a game in like three years in this Bucks game. If you watch, like Chris Godwin is probably out a few more weeks after tweaking his yeah. hamstring. I don't know really what know why he went from having a no-contact jersey on Friday to like playing on Sunday, but he did. This is so, like, what the fuck are they doing? This makes me mad, what the Buccaneers just did with Chris Godwin. It's really weird. But it pisses me off. For whatever reason, Godwin, you know, he played hamstring. It's, it's very common for guys to have like the compensatory hamstring injury, but it happened. Anyway, but Julio Jones, like Ricky Bobby, he's like, I want to go fast again. And he did it. So the other one, Jarvis Landry for the Saints, like if he's out there, Jarvis basically led the team in every category, like snaps, targets, catches, yards, everything. So Andy was going deep. Yeah. Which is weird. I saw the next gen stats like of his uh, routes and everything, and he was like getting targeted down the field. It was like a new, turning over a new leaf. So yeah, get Julio or Jarvis Landry ahead of any of those guys we just talked about if they're available, and if not, that those are our list. Okay, we're going to get to tight ends in a second. But first, tackle millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel Fantasy Contest. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now, new customers get a free single-game entry when you sign up for FanDuel. Single-game contests are a great way to get in on the action for the week's biggest matchups with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Just draft your five-player lineup and put your best player in the MVP position where fantasy points are multiplied by one and a half. We love FanDuel. We love these DFS contests. If we were going to do one this week, I mean, obviously, it also just makes the games you're watching more fun. Chiefs Chargers, Thursday Night Football. I mean, it's one of the best Thursday Night games I can remember. Do you guys think you would take Herbert or Mahomes as your quarterback? Like, you're going to go MVP in that game. I feel, honestly, I kind of just would go chalk and go Mahomes. I don't want to overthink it. I'm going Mahomes. As long as it's September, 
I'm picking Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes yeah. is our MVP in FanDuel this week. Plus, on FanDuel, you can also play full slate contests featuring multiple games, season-long best ball contests, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So kick off football season with a free single-game entry. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app and start making every moment more. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. All right, let's get to tight end. So, DK, who is your number one waiver wire target at tight end after week one? I'm going with Gerald Everett for the Chargers. 27% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, For starters, he's a beast. I mean, did you guys see his touchdown? He basically uh, carried a guy about five yards into the end zone. That was amazing. That was like a, like Herbert was like booting out to the (laughs) left and threw like a back shoulder dart to Everett, which he like turned, caught, and then just bulldozed his way into the end zone. It was very impressive. It was weird. The Chargers, actually, it was an interesting game from their passing game point of view. Like um, he, Gerald Everett tied for the team high in targets with four. Like a whole bunch of different guys on the team had four targets. Um, so it's kind of like hard to figure out going forward, like who's going to, you know, hoover up some of the targets that Keenan Allen is is vacating when he get, when he's hurt for a while. Um, but I will say it's important to note he did have four targets, three catches, fifty one yards, touchdown. Um, he ran routes on forty four or sixty seven snaps, which is important. He's running routes. He's not just sitting in there blocking. Um, in fact, he was third on the team in routes run. So again, this is exactly what you want to see at, at the tight end position. You don't want to see a guy who's like blocking half the time. Um, and with with Allen out, maybe his maybe his like route rate goes up. Maybe his his target rate goes up. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this is really important. Like if you don't have a tight end that you like, Gerald. Like every year, there's one tight end that is available on waivers after week one, and if you add that person you don't have to deal with tight end again. There's like always usually one. Like, you know, there's Pat Fryermuth last year. I think Dawson Knox the year before that. There's always a guy that you can add. And it's like, it's kind of like the first time you get enough money where you don't, you can have like in-unit washer-dryer. You know what I mean? Or just like a dry, where it's like, you don't have to have that in your place. It's just nice to like not have to like leave your place to go do your laundry every time. It's so nice to not have to like go to waivers Streaming tight ends like, is depressing. Yeah. It's so annoying. And like Gerald <laughs> Everett is the in-unit washer-dryer. It's not great. It's not Travis Kelsey. It's not life-changing. It's like in the bathroom. Guy. This is from Nathan Jonke at Pro Football Focus. There were the only tight ends in week one that had two yards per route run, which is a very important stat. Two yards per route run on at least 20 routes, so basically efficiency at like a real sample. It was Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Pat Fryermuth, and Gerald Everett. Important list. Also, the only tight ends with 50 receiving yards and a touchdown this year are Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett. Like, he's your ticket out of buffering tight ends every week. Just get him. I would prioritize him. It Like, I mean, we we like David and Joku a lot of this offseason. At this point, I I would just flip Njoku for Everett straight up. 
And I wouldn't look back. Like if you don't have one of the top guys, you have to replace Kittle. If you don't like your dude, like, like it's, this is going to remove so much annoyance and inconvenience from your life. Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? I mean, it's Kyle Pitts. I'm not (laughs) hyperbolic. Because that's the point. He's not elite. He's not going to be Kyle Pitts at, at all. What I'm saying is, you just, you know, you just do your laundry at home. Like, you don't have to go to the basement. You don't have to go to the laundromat. It's just, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, once you don't have to do that anymore, it's nice. That's all. Yeah. I just want a piece of that Chargers offense, too. And he's free on the waiver wire, waiver wire right now. So, yeah, go get him. You literally need a quarterback who can process fast enough to get to their third or fourth option in a play. It's very important. Herbert's that guy. Sign of a good quarterback when the ball is spread around a lot. Yes. So did we all choose him? Yes, we all chose him. So wow. we got a trivia question. It is the Gerald Everett. God, this is a great trio this year. We had we had Curtis Samuel, we had <laughs> Jeff Wilson, and now my boy Gerald Everett. It is the Gerald Everett showdown time. <laughs> Craig's just like leading back. I just want to know what what the people around you are thinking right now. You know how Cousin Sal always accuses Bill of cheating and guess the lines? Yeah. I'm officially there with Heifetz. So Just here's the deal. <laughs> this is why I tell everyone to email me with the white text. Because you know why? You two goons don't sift through the email. Make me do it. I go through the length of having everybody listening do the work of like changing the color of the font in the emails they send me to not get these accusations. And then I am punished <laughs> for victory. Yeah, now now me thinks he protests too much. This yeah, is like Jesus. why this is why he decided to quote unquote volunteer to put the to, so you go pick the question. question. Fine, go pick the question. Go do it. <laughs> you sound like Those George who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> you smelt. I'm so angry about this. <laughs> the anger is not the cheating. The anger is I do all the work. I'm doing all the trivia. Okay. You, down, you dude, go do the you trivia. You're not doing all the work. The people who send in the trivia are doing the work. You're yeah, receiving they, they part of the work is making it so that I don't see the answers. I used to have them put it at the bottom of the email, and that was annoying. You physically take the emails and... You you print them off and you read them, or so you receive the emails and <laughs> then click you say star. You do here. <laughs> anyway, okay, do you want one? Continue. We got one on basketball, football, uh, American sports, planes, planes, planes. planes. <laughs> <laughs> no sports questions. Yeah, do what planes. Do, oh, we, this whole this whole show is us giving sports trivia essentially. So <laughs> we don't need to do that. We have two plain ones. I like, Seth has a lot of good ones, but I'm going to go with a different played one because I, I read this question and I was like, oh my God, I've never thought about this before. Scott. 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 For the first time in over 50 years, NASA will be sending humans back to the moon as hmm. part of the Artemis program. Uh, fun fact, the new space launch system rocket is taller than a football field. It's 380 feet. Jeez. Unfortunately, the first two launch attempts were scrubbed recently due to issues fueling the rocket. Scott's question is, how much fuel in liquid oxygen and liquid hydrogen combined does the NASA SLS rocket hold? Good grief. And I read that and I was like, I don't know how to answer the question. In I've pounds? never thought about liquid oxygen in my entire life. The, no, the answer is in gallons. He has the answer in gallons. That's what he uh, said. So this is how much can the gas tank of the rocket hold, essentially? Yes, but, the, the, but that's not gas. It's liquid oxygen and liquid right, hydrogen. Right, right. But yes, how many gallons are in the rocket that will be going back to the moon? 
Good Lord. I am going to absolutely embarrass myself. <laughs> this is worse than a billion seconds because I just have no concepts. So let my, my human my beings car, aren't equipped for this. My car has 17 gallons. Yeah. But like, uh, how do you get oxygen liquid? Uh, how do you get oxygen liquid? Also, how many gallons? Like, I'm trying to visualize like how big is like a. So the thing is the size of a football field. Correct. Oh my God. So it's a how rocket. Big is is? The, how big is the tank on the rocket that's taller than the length of a football field? You know what I mean? I want to be like 10,000 gallons, but I don't even know what that would look like. You know the old like rocket launchers for NASA where it was like they had like two giant like rockets attached to the whatever they're launching and then like they would detach later? Like, are we talking like more than the actual spaceship length? I, I don't know. I, That's what I'm. I'm trying to picture how big these tanks are. Is what I'm saying. How many gallons is like a swimming pool? <laughs> I don't no idea. Know. I, can't do I think I'm just going to say there's like a swimming pool in there. That's my guess. I'm going to go around. Swimming I, think it's I, I remember that. going to the Ben and Jerry's factory once, and they had like a three story thing, and it just said milk. And I'm like, I, I want to. I'm going to go ten thousand gallons. Yeah, I guess you're right, DK. It's probably more than a swimming pool size. I'm going to say fifty swimming pools. Fifty thousand. I'm going to say do a billion. See, Fuck I it. always want to, I love to be the contrarian. I just, I just looked at every, the answer and uh, my only hint I'll give you is that we're wrong. See, everybody, Do 100. We're always anchored by the first guess, right? Like Heifetz guessing 10,000 just immediately makes Danny Kelly now guess within like 10 to 100. How so tall true. is a tree, Craig? 700 feet? <laughs> How much could a banana cost? $10? All right, 10,000. DK, I already forgot what you said. 50. 50,000. 300,000. I regret telling you it was wrong. Yeah, it's 730,000 gallons. Holy shit. So Craig I was going to go even bigger than 300,000, so that's good that you kept me down. Yeah, that was dumb. I don't know why I did that. I wanted Gerald Everett very badly. All right, Craig gets Gerald Everett. DK, who's your second tight end? In the heartbreaking instance, you don't get Gerald Everett this week. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Logan Thomas of the Commanders. Um, really? I, I kind of waffled between a, a few different guys here. I'm, I'm guessing you're going with Taysom Hill, which I just can't do. I just can't do it. Um, I'm not doing that. I'm not going with Taysom Hill. No. And I, I don't feel great, honestly, about the fact I've now recommended three separate Commanders pass catchers. Um, uh, this is Commanders week. <laughs> but Logan Thomas is coming off of a pretty bad ACL and I think MCL injury. So he had a major knee injury last year. He got 48 snaps, which led all tight ends in, uh, for the Washington Commanders this weekend. He ran 25 routes, got five targets. This is a guy in the past when he when he was uh, healthy was like hoovering up targets. He was just getting a ton of targets over the middle of the field. Um, he's a converted quarterback who's like really athletic and tall frame. You know, oh, is an athletic tight end? Indeed, he is. And so cool. I'm just gonna say since he's done it in the past and he's he's shown the ability to like garner a large uh, target rate in the past, I'm gonna go with him again and kind of just like hopefully hopefully you're buying sort of the um, week one. He's just kind of getting it worked into the offense type deal. And then next week, he'll be even more healthy and uh, ready to go. So, yeah, I'm going with Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is not even the first tight end I would pick among tight ends coming back from ACL tears. I would take Robert Tanyan of the Packers over him. He's another like, good he one. Three catches, 36 yards. It looked bad. Oh, the whole Packers offense looked bad. Like, they're going to look better. They're playing the Bears this week. So, like, you know, obviously, it's going to be, like, quite the turnaround. He, like, honestly, my argument for Tanyan is he exists. Like, he plays. He's on Green Logan Bay. Thomas like, caught... Four, uh, three passes for 45 yards. He's targeted on 20% of his routes. 
So I don't know. I yeah, mean, well, I think they're both. One of these is Aaron Rodgers and one is Carson Wentz. And the whole point you just said, like we said, the whole episode saying they have Terry McLaurin, they have Curtis Samuel, they have Jay J- Dot. They got Antonio Gibson at seven <laughs> catches. Like Washington has options. Green Bay, no options. They're running backs. So they're their best two receivers. Like I think that at some point, Bobby Tanyan is actually one of the few people left who's actually like seems to know where Aaron Rodgers wants him to be. None of these are good or exciting bets, but I would pick him. The other person okay. I would consider, Hayden Hurst for the Bengals. Yeah, five, that's what I was going to say. Five catches for 46 yards. That's not as good as it sounds because the Bengals had the most offensive plays in like 20 years this week. So you kind of want him to have more than that. But T. Higgins has a concussion. We'll see if he plays next week. But like, I think Hayden Hurst is just better than like, you know, CG Uzama as a receiver than CG Uzama, who was on that team that made the Super Bowl for Cincinnati last year. I think Hayden Hurst is actually going to be a pretty solid part of this Bengals passing game. It's fine. It's passable. And like Joe Burrow, just it's going to be a big offense. Then. I mean, he was second on the team in targets. Yeah. So, hey, you know. uh, I got a couple of sleepers at the tight end position I want to talk about real quick. Tyler Conklin, who has a massive Glansberg for us over the offseason. We never talked about him probably one As time. As he should be. Why should we talk about Tyler Conklin? T-Conk? No. Okay. Well, here I'll tell you, Heifetz. He played uh, 77 out of 84 snaps for the Jets. That's elite uh, usage. He ran 50 routes on 62 pass plays, so he's running routes almost all the time. Uh, he caught four passes and a touchdown, nine, 9.4 half PPR points. Um, and he is a guy, I don't know if you were paying attention, because I don't blame you if you weren't. Wait, wait, wait. How, he was getting a lot how of many catches? He had four catches. For you said four yards. catches and a touchdown on half PPR or PPR? Nine half points. PPR. Well, he had a touchdown in both half PPR and PPR. He had a touchdown. Well, no, you said, <laughs> wait, so if you're saying he had four catches and half PPR, it's two points. The touchdown's eight, so he had 16 yards. He had 14, 14 yards. 14 yards. Oh, okay. You're getting caught up in the details. Out. He was a top 10 tight end this That was week. such an asshole move by Hyvitz. He could have just said he had 14 yards. I just yards was and genuinely he confused. Ma- he literally like took you to the water and made you drink it as a horse right there. Uh, I was less worried about the 14 yards and more worried or, or more excited about the fact that he had seven targets. Um, he outscored he outscored Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard. Okay, but it's random. At some point, like we we're talking about touchdowns. No, it's and we're not, recommending- that's the point. That's the point. He had he played, he ran 50 routes, he had seven targets. It's not random. I get what you're, you're saying, not- but so we're saying Elijah Moore, you really like you like at receiver. Garrett Wilson we recommended. <laughs> Corey Davis recommended Tyler Conklin. Okay, don't pick up Tyler Conklin, Heifetz. Everybody else well, no, can, though. I'm asking because at what... I'm serious. At what, what point... What good tight end is there? Uh, that's, this tight, is where the I'm going. The tight end position fucking sucks. At what point do you add Taysom Hill? <laughs> and now, this is my point. If you're in a 12-team league, maybe you're in a 14-team league, like, at what point do the tight ends get so bad that you're like, actually, I'm just going to... Like, at some point, let's be real. You're praying for a touchdown, and that's all. And... I think that Tyler Conklin's where I'm like, you know what? Let me just see if like they do some weird shit with Taysom Hill, or at least around this range, right? Well, I'm surprised you haven't brought up Taysom Hill yet. So that's what I'm saying. I think Taysom Hill. I would do like Bobby Tanyan maybe over Taysom Hill, Hayden Hurst, but I'm going to take Taysom Hill before like Tyler Conklin, because at some point if it's touchdown or bust, let me at least take the guy who can play quarterback, fullback, running back, receiver, well, I, tight end. It gets you know I what guess, I mean? Yes, I understand what you're saying. I do. My point with Tyler Conklin is it's not touchdown or bust. Like he had seven targets. That's that translates. He ran fifty routes. He had seven targets. Like okay, yes, it was touchdown or bust in this particular game, but those are good underlying numbers. And in fact, there's contrarians out there or people maybe who just like are more slaves to utilization that would say Juwan Johnson from the Saints is a better pickup than Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill ran four routes. 
Taysom Hill was in for like a third of the Saints' snaps. Jawan Johnson had 45 snaps. He ran 32 routes. He was third on the team with five targets. But all of these tight ends are tight end. Like, that, my point is, all of these guys are tight end a bust. Literally all of them. None of, like, other than Gerald Everett, which is why we all picked him first, none of these guys are seeing enough to justify. Like, it doesn't actually matter, like, you know, Robert Tanya this week having three for 36. Hayden, like, again, the Bengals ran the most plays in 20 years, and Hayden Hurst had five catches for 46 yards. In PPR, what is that, eight points? At half PPR? Like, at some point, you're just kind of hoping these guys get a touchdown. I don't know. At some point, there, there's a Taysom Hill line where you're like, this is yeah, all, I'm, like, nuts. I'm not actually saying, like, that I hate Taysom Hill as, like, a touchdown or bust guy. I'm just saying, like, these are the, these are the, var- like, the variables that you want to look at, I think. Like, routes run. Like, Taysom Hill literally ran four routes. Like, he was barely on the field for them. Yes, he was on the field in important situations, and that's something that we should talk about. Yeah, he had a He's 50-yard gonna- run, which, I mean... You know, He's not going to do that every this game. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's, we're just talking about process. I, I think we're arguing about process versus like results here. And I think obviously you are hoping for a touchdown with like the vast majority of these guys. But I think you're more likely to get a touchdown if a guy's running 50 routes versus four. You know what I mean? I bet you Hyvitz's girlfriend loves whenever he has recordings because then he gets all his, his argumentative energy out <laughs> in the hour. It's like playing argument fetch with a dog. Just to like get the, just so he can go to bed that night for an hour. Like, send him with DK. <laughs> this is I'm dealing with ends. a. I have a three year old, a four month old puppy, and Hyphens. This is my life right now. Hyphens just <laughs> rubbing DK's nose, rubbing his <laughs> nose in in Tyler Conklin's fourteen yards, and <laughs> just grabbing him by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Tyler routes run. Conklin. <laughs> Tyler. I think the the bottom line in Heifetz is absolutely actually right at the end of the day. It's like all these options suck. My point is they all <laughs> suck and we're like, we're going to recommend three different Jets guys that are not Elijah Moore. We're, we have to have standards. I yeah, guess. I mean, on all the other positions, you went so deep and all these like random guys and DK mentions one who got seven targets and ran a million routes. And you're like, no, that one's wrong. Fuck you. I hate it. He's just suggesting <laughs> an option. Just, I'm like, yeah. I just, I just, it's, it broke. Re- get Gerald Everett. It's like he recommended a laundromat that was like two miles away. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That's, it's too far. Get Gerald Everett this week. I'm going to die on the Tyler Conklin Hill. I know. I, I love when you have no allegiance to a player until you argue about him on a show. Now you're like, <laughs> I fucking love Tyler Conklin. Can't wait to tweet about Tyler Conklin this Sunday. Heifetz, how many catches do you think Tyler Conklin had last year? If you had to guess. 26. 61. Yeah. 600 Solid. yards. There you go. Wow, he had 600 yards? Even I didn't know that. The irony is actually like Tyler Conklin. Now I'm definitely on the Tyler Conklin hill. All right, he did, Tyler I, I will Conklin. say, he got a lot of hype. Like, if you search his name on Twitter... I know, I'm annoyed pre-season. that I'm on the wrong side of this, too, because he actually is a good player. It's better. Why are we still talking about that? <laughs> it's, it's you! Like the, it's you! It's like minute 55 or whatever, and we're just, like, delirious. All right, let's get to something actually important. Let's do defenses. Um, because this is actually matters a lot for the people that have to stream defenses. Uh, there's a lot. I'm going to just run through them. The Browns are playing the Jets this week, and then they also get the Steelers in week three. That is obviously very tasty, and you could hold on them for two weeks. The Bengals are now like a really good option. The Bengals play the Cowboys this week, who now are going to have like, a rush at quarterback. And I mean, 
worth reminding people, Dak got hurt at the end of the game. Like, the Cowboys scored three points with Dak, and now they don't Dak the offensive line. Like, that's good. And then the Bengals play the Jets in week three. So the Bengals are one you can hold on for for two weeks. Didn't expect to recommend this, but the Steelers defense, after making Joe Burrow turn the ball over five times, they, like, TJ Watt seems like he's going to be out a long time, which is bad. But the Steelers are playing the Patriots, who might not have Mac Jones, and the Patriots offense was really bad with Mac Jones. And it's like, if the Patriots have a backup quarterback, the Steelers playing them. And then the Steelers play the Browns in week three with Jacoby Brissett. So that's a pretty good option. Um, the Rams and defense... Then, and then they play the Jets in week four. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of defenses here that you could get, like, multiple weeks out of. The Rams are, like, out there because they were playing the Bills in week one. But they play the Falcons this week. The Falcons' offensive line versus the Rams' defensive line is, like, an Aaron Donald's, like, mismatch city. The Broncos, obviously, don't know. We're recording this Monday. I don't know how the Broncos' defense looked, but like they're playing Houston next week and Davis Mills. That seems tasty. And then if all those are gone, you could do worse than the Giants' defense. Not saying they're great. Playing Carolina this week, Baker didn't look awesome. And then the Giants are playing Dallas in week three and Dallas with Cooper Rush. So there's a pretty good amount of like very streamable defenses that you can pick up. I like that. I like that Baker Mayfield to me feels like. He's always on the verge of creating multiple turnovers. Him and like Carson Wentz, a couple other guys. You want to just like target those quarterbacks when you're when you're streaming uh, defense. I'm still thinking about um, Craig saying Tyler Conklin was like argument fetch for me. Yeah, do you like that argument fetch? I'm mad because I feel like I was standing up for the people. Pass that along to Jackie. I want to know what she thinks about argument fetch with you. Uh, she'll agree with you. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Thank you to anyone who stood through that. My God. I mean, wow, we really shouldn't have buried all the defenses <laughs> behind that. Uh, thank you, Tyler Conklin. Uh, if Tyler Conklin is a top 10 tight end this week, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I want one of the big fucking checks. One <laughs> of the big checks. Give me one of the big ones. They gave him one. 10 bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll do 10 bucks on that, yeah. Do you guys think that that rocket ship with this, what was it, 700,000 gallon tank? Was that, is that the like biggest? That. Is that the biggest, like, Liquid tank in for for like a, like a like a what what is a rocket ship? A fucking <laughs> automobile? A, 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 a what is a rocket vehicle? Ship? It is a vehicle. Is it a vehicle? <laughs> I guess it's a vehicle. Is it the largest tank of any vehicle ever? Ooh, good question. Well, I bet because they probably have gotten more efficient with fuel, right? So the previous ones probably needed bigger bigger. You think the rockets have gotten smaller? I feel like they would have gotten bigger. <laughs> I feel like we have bigger rockets now than we used to. It's a good question. We, this is a good rocket, but we need it. It needs to be like 20% bigger. Like the Titanic nowadays would be small compared to most cruise liners. You know? I'm, I'm Googling like, oh, our rockets bigger. Wait, honestly, what, what about a fucking <laughs> cruise liner gas tank? Those Ooh. things are enormous. Seriously. Dude, Craig, while you're talking about it, this is where my brain went. Aircraft carriers. Are nuclear powered? That fucking blows your mind. Wow! There's nu- nuclear reactors on them things. Isn't that insane? <laughs> on them shits. They got freaking laser beams <laughs> on their heads. <laughs> Everybody deserves a warm meal, Craig. The Saturn rocket that launched Apollo Eleven burned two hundred thousand gallons of kerosene and another three hundred plus thousand gallons of liquid oxygen. Kerosene? That is what I'm reading. 
That just seems wrong. It's just it's just a big old barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all we got. Okay, thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. You can see our rankings for in-season will be up this week at fantasyfootball.thereenreadback.com. You can use that to help you start set decisions. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you, Lorne. Thank Lord. you, Dolly Parton. Nine to five, baby. That's us every day. I know someone that went to Dolly World recently. It's like a thing Nine that to five? still do. That's a, it's like one of the best songs out there. Heifetz, do you know that song? Nine to five? Yeah, of course. Wasn't it a show? Uh, yeah, it was. Nothing needs to be said. Dolly Parton's a legend. Jolene is the best Dolly Parton song, in my opinion. It's not like a coffee table book, but my my family friend has like the big, massive Dolly Parton uh, book, I think, that she wrote about like her whole life and some of the songs. It's just like, an amazing book to flip through. Also, shouts out Dolly. She helped fund one of the vaccines. Which one was it? Oh, yeah. My, uh, Moderna, right? She like maybe one of the greatest Americans. Uh, I tried her ice cream flavor from Jenny's. It was strawberry ice cream with pretzel in it. It was fine. I mean, imagine the two truths and a lie. <laughs> it's fine. Two truths and a lie. I have a Jenny's flavor. I funded the Moderna vaccine. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm sure she has many more facts about her than just those two things, which came in year 80 of her life. I'm sure she has many more fun That's facts. That's a great like button at the end of the, you know? Yeah. 76 years old, Dolly. Only five feet tall. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> genuine <laughs> genuine shock and, and amusement uh, alright goodbye everyone